Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Live from the place yet not overly ostentatious studios of CBS Sports Radio here in beautiful New York City, sitting on top of the 10th floor of 345 Hudson Street. Welcome on in to a massive Football Friday edition of the Zach Gelb Show across all of our great local CBS Sports Radio affiliates, Sirius XM, Channel 158, the free Odyssey app, and of course, streaming on YouTube. 855-212-4CBS is number to jump on in, 855-212-4227. You could always get at me. On Instagram, where I'm straight flexing, or via the good old cesspool of Twitter, at Zach Gelb. That's Z-A-C-H-G-E-L-B. We got a whole lot cooking today. Evan Washburn, NFL on CBS. Sideline reporter is going to join us 20 minutes from now. He will be on the sideline in Baltimore for Dolphins and Ravens on Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Coming up at the top of the hour, former Alabama safety, Roman Harper is going to stop by. Now a part of the SEC Network as we have to preview both college football playoff games, Texas and Washington, and then the Rose Bowl between Alabama and Michigan in the final hour of the show. We will have our BetMGM tonight, betting insider Ryan Horvat stopping by. We'll do college. We'll do NFL with Ryan Horvat as we do on each and every football Friday right here, but where else on the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. Got Manny Rodriguez and Moist Mike rocking and rolling with me. We'll take you all the way up until 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. And let me just start the show by saying this. Here we go, Brownies. Here we go. How about the Cleveland Browns? How about the Cleveland Browns? And I said, here we go again. It's the Cleveland Browns and it's first and 10. I know I don't have a great singing voice, but this Cleveland Browns team is just so freaking awesome to watch. And they are a joy to see each and every week, no matter what injuries that they suffer, they just continue to win. The Cleveland Browns have 11 wins on the season. Kevin Stefanski should be the coach of the year in the NFL. And also, I guarantee you this, the Cleveland Browns, who have already defeated the Baltimore Ravens, who have already defeated the San Francisco 49ers, and they defeated the San Francisco 49ers with P.J. Walker, I will guarantee, I don't care who the opponent is, the Cleveland Browns will win a playoff game this year. And the Cleveland Browns are going to be a team that no one is going to want to face come playoff time. Because this has been a squad that has been decimated with injuries. They lost their quarterback in Deshaun Watson. 
They lost their great running back in Nick Chubb. They lost two offensive tackles this year. They have injuries on both sides of the ball. Amari Cooper has a career game, a legendary game, most receiving yards, an individual game for a Browns receiver. He's not even playing last night, and it doesn't matter. Joe Flacco has been the best story of the NFL this year. Who would have thought Joe Flacco would have come off the couch and would have kept on punching you in the mouth week after week after week? It's just sensational. Joe Flacco, he fell asleep in the second half because the game was over after the ass whooping that he delivered to the Jets through the first 30 minutes of football. David Njoku, this guy nearly burned his face off. He's having a career year. And this Cleveland Browns team just keeps on dominating. It is surreal. They have 11 wins. They probably will have 12 after the regular season, and they have lost practically everyone. But this team just keeps on finding a way. This team just keeps on moving along and going through opponents, and it doesn't matter. And they have a great defense. They have an offense that is galvanized by Joe Flacco. You have a great wide receiver who's so underrated in Amari Cooper. And Joku, as I said, having a career year. They could still run the football. This is a football team. They're a well-rounded football team. And going into this season, there were all these questions about Kevin Stefanski. You know, Kevin Stefanski is on the hot seat. Even though he won a Coach of the Year award in 2020, is Kevin Stefanski the guy for the Cleveland Browns? And a lot of people, including yours truly, thought Kevin Stefanski would be a scapegoat for Deshaun Watson as Deshaun Watson still had a lot of rust to knock off And I did not think that Deshaun Watson was ever going to justify the trade and the contract that the Browns had to go through to get him this season. And ultimately, at the end of the year, I thought the power play would be won by Deshaun Watson and Kevin Stefanski would be out of a job and would probably land a head coaching job somewhere else. But this year, even after losing Deshaun Watson, I don't want to hear next year. Even if the Browns regress, even if Deshaun Watson doesn't play well, I don't want to hear people blame this head coach because this head coach in all likelihood by the end of this year is going to have two coach of the year awards. And these are the Cleveland Browns. All righty. You don't win the coach of the year award two times in Cleveland and then get fired the next year. All the excuses for Deshaun Watson are out the window. And I know Watson isn't playing this year, but for next year, and I'll say this right now, Five minutes into this show today, and in the final days of 2023, there is no player under more individual pressure entering next NFL season than Deshaun Watson. And remember this year. Remember what Cleveland is doing this year. So when Watson doesn't play great or has stretches of bad football next year, I don't want people to be prisoners of the moment and go, up. Oh, you got to get rid of Kevin Stefanski. Because this year, with basically no one, old man Joe coming off the street. That's why old man Joe Flacco coming off the street. Look what they've been able to do. They're down to their fourth quarterback. The Browns have clinched a playoff berth for crying out loud. And they still have some crazy road, which is actually not that crazy, where they could get the number one overall seed. Now, I, in all likelihood, I do believe 
that this Cleveland Browns team is going to be on the road come wild card weekend. And they're probably going to be going up against the three seed. Now they'll be going up against the four seed because they already have 11 wins. They'll get 12 wins probably at the end of next weekend. They'll be the four seed. I mean, uh, the five seed. So they'll be going up against the four seed. And that four seed is either going to be Kansas City or it's going to be the AFC South champion, whether that's Jacksonville, Houston, or Indianapolis. There's no doubt about it in my mind right now. I don't care if it's Kansas City. I don't care if it's Houston, Indianapolis, Jacksonville. It does not matter. The Cleveland Browns will go on the road Wild card weekend, and they will beat either of those four teams. I guarantee it. And I know some people are going to say, oh, well, Kansas City, they're not going to beat Kansas City. I would guarantee you it is an absolute lock that the Cleveland Browns would go into Arrowhead and they would defeat the Kansas City Chiefs. You just got to get to 20 points to beat Kansas City. Kansas City's defense is not as great as we thought it was earlier in the season. They're going in the wrong direction. And offensively, Travis Kelsey isn't having a good year. Mahomes, we all know, is still a magician, and he's great, and he'll keep you in any game. But he has wide receivers that can't catch the football. And when you add it all up with Cleveland, they have a very good defense, a great defense. They have an offense, even with all the pieces that they've lost. They are putting up mega numbers the last few weeks with Joe Flacco. There is no doubt about it. I have never been more sure about something in my life. The Cleveland Browns are going to be going to the second round of the playoffs. And it's wonderful. It's magnificent. Like, I'm not even a Browns fan. I don't even have a dog in the fight. My team stinks. My team has went from being the greatest team ever for 20 years to now a bunch of losers. So now come playoff time, just depending on who I bet on, that's who I'm going to be rooting for. But I don't bet enough money where I let it change the way that I operate my life. So, like, I could bet on a team, and if they don't win, so be it. If I get a good game, I'm okay with that, even though I would prefer to win my bet, obviously. But when we go into this postseason, not having a team on the AFC or the NFC, I will actively, I don't think they're going to get to the Super Bowl. Like, let's not get this twisted. But I will actively be rooting for the Cleveland Browns. Because Stefanski is likable. Joe Flacco is the most likable player right now in the NFL. Amari Cooper is so underrated. The story of David Njoku this year is crazy. Miles Garrett is just an absolute stud. This team is a team that everyone can get behind. And also, look at the fan base. Did you see those fans last night? Because back in 2020, when we were going through COVID and all that stuff, and they went to the playoffs. I know they went on the road in Pittsburgh when they clinched the spot in the postseason. Their legendary play-by-play announcer said, the only thing that is missing are you guys. Because they had like, what, 10,000 or 11, 12,000 fans in the stadium. And last night, Cleveland was rocking before the games. Before the game. I, I saw videos of fans walking into the stadium. Here we go, Brownies. Here we go. And then doing the uh, Ken Carmen chant of Super Bowl, Super Browns. Yeah. And they did all those chants. And it was so cool 
to see 60,000, 70,000 fans all flock into one destination, and they're all rooting for the Browns. They're all rooting for Cleveland. And that's a fan base that lost their team, then got a team back, and they have been synonymous with losing. They've been losers. Heck, Dude Wipes, this is one of the greatest promotions I've ever seen. Dude Wipes did a promotion last night that you could exchange your old Cleveland Browns quarterback jerseys from all the crappy quarterbacks that they had, and they gave you a brand new white, clean Cleveland Browns jersey last night. And look how many old jerseys there were. Because those fans, they always support that team. It doesn't matter who the coach is, who the quarterback is, whatever terrible coach they hire, whatever terrible quarterback they draft, it doesn't matter. They're there each and every week. You want to play on Monday. You want to play on Sunday. You want to play on Thursday. They are there for a home game. And fan bases like that deserve to get rewarded. And it's pretty cool when you shape up this postseason field. Like the Bills are going to make the playoffs. Those fan, That fan base has been tortured for years. Maybe uh, they could find a way to go on a run this year after being close the last few seasons. The Detroit Lions, who just clinched their, their first division championship since 1993, they're going to have a home playoff game on wild card weekend. And the Cleveland Browns, I don't know if they're going to be home, but those fans will be able to have a playoff game to watch. And it ain't just going to be one playoff game. They're going to have playoff games to watch because the Cleveland Browns are going to be a tough out. The Cleveland Browns, that's what they are. They are a tough football team. They are phenomenal. And they keep on just finding a way to fight through adversity, and it doesn't matter who they lose. They've lost three quarterbacks. They had to play three other quarterbacks before Joe Flacco. And who would have thought Joe Flacco would have been doing what Joe Flacco has done this year. It's, it's a wonderful story. As a sports fan, this is why you watch. Because this team could have quit. This team could have packed it up. This team could have said, eh, we'll have better luck next year. We lost our quarterback. We lost our stud running back. We lost two tackles. We lost so many players on this team. But no, they had an opportunity. And they just keep on kicking ass and taking names. And that's a team that's such a well-rounded team. And they're playing with nothing to lose. That's what's going to make them so dangerous come playoff time. Because Cleveland's not going to get blown out in a playoff game. They lose. They're going to lose by a touchdown or less. And that's going to be a dogfight for 60 minutes. And it's spectacular. All right. This is Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. We'll take a timeout. We'll come on back in five minutes. Evan Washburn is going to join us. We'll go around the Week 17 slate with him. He's going to be very busy on Sunday as he has the Baltimore Ravens and the Miami Dolphins, a big-time game for some reason getting played at 1 p.m. Eastern. You could uh, question the scheduling department there and why that game wasn't flexed, but it's good news for Evan Washburn. Him, Ian Eagle, Charles Davis will be on the call. So we'll talk about the Browns with him. We'll talk Ravens, Dolphins, and oh so much more with Evan when we return in five minutes.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is Zach Gelb show on CBS Sports Radio. Evan Washburn probably wishes he was going to Miami this weekend, but he will be in Baltimore, Dolphins at Ravens. And this is going to be a spectacular game. A lot of playoff implications in terms of seating on the line in this one. And Evan Washburn will be on the sideline. You'll have Ian Eagle and Charles Davis in the booth for Dolphins at the Ravens. And Evan is kind enough to join us right now. Evan, appreciate it. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. And I, and I can one up you, Zach. I'm actually in Miami right now. Oh, are you? To sit down with Bradley Chubb. So I'm being able to check both boxes of some South Florida sunshine and then um, some good old Baltimore Charm City life. Well, you always lived a good life. The only thing I get concerned about with Evan Washburn this time of the year, you have some of the best hair that I've ever seen. So when you go to Baltimore and you have one of these windy games, how do you make sure that the hair just stays so perfectly in place for all your reports? You know, this is where experience and preparation really comes into play. This is why we put in those hours in August, September, October, November, because in December and January, this is where it counts. And uh, it's about, again, process and protection and making sure you're ready to step up in the moment call. So I'll be ready. Is there like a firm wax that you use or you kind of go for some of that medium wax stuff? You know, uh, I don't much like coaches like to divulge the game plan. Uh, I'll let the, uh, I'll let the, <laughs> the play on the field tell the story. Uh, people are just wondering if there's any performance enhancers that are used here. You know, people then start to question the Hall of Fame resume for one Evan Washburn. Uh, completely natural on all fronts. <laughs> all righty, get into this game. I'll start you off with the Dolphins since you're around them today. Uh, They needed to win a big game. They did so last week. Just what has kind of been the vibe around this team? As I never thought when they were losing to some of these big games, it got to them. But naturally, as a human, you hear that noise that is uh, being said about you. Yeah, I think they've done a a proper kind of ratio of embracing the doubt, embracing the question, using it as motivation, which I feel like this year more than ever, athletes are really – dialing into the underdog, the doubters, all the noise. And it's really become, I think, a a powerful tool for them. As much as in the moment it's criticizing those that are criticizing them, the outcome has has often been a positive thing. And I think that's what you've seen from the Dolphins. 
in what they did against the Dallas Cowboys. And not just because I spent a lot of time with Bradley Chubb today. I, I think the defense for Miami has really been the story the last month. They've been as big a reason, if not the reason, why they went 3-0 in December, 3-1, excuse me, and why they find themselves in a, in a chance to kind of keep chasing that one seat. Why is that defense improved? Because I thought it was a big loss when they they suffered the injury on Black Friday with Jalen Phillips. I thought he could kind of be what Hassan Reddick was to the Eagles last year. What have you seen in this last month from this defense to get them playing a lot better as a unit? Multiple things. Uh, I would agree Jalen Phillips' loss was huge, but Andrew Van Ginkle has come in and been a revelation. And he's really honored him with his play, and he's proven to be – not just a good story, a grinder with great hair, a fifth rounder a few years ago. He's a legit pass rusher and game changer. Jalen Ramsey came back as well. Having him in the back end is huge for all the obvious reasons. He's a future Hall of Fame cornerback. They lose Javon Holland, but Deshaun Elliott and some guys have really stepped up. They also lost Jerome Baker, their middle linebacker. Duke Riley slid in there. So it's, it's an example of depth that they have uh, Vic Fangio doing what he does best and dialing up defense. And that front to me is really where it starts with Bradley Chubb, with Andrew Van Ginkle and Christian Wilkins having an incredible year in a contract season. Talking to Evan Washburn right now. Do you think the MVP is one this weekend? Because a lot of people have been making the case for Tyree kill. And a lot of people have obviously made the case for Lamar Jackson, who right now uh, is the front runner to win the award. I would say. Why not Tua? That's fair as well. I would personally go Tyreek, though, over Tua, would you not? Well, then are we going Christian McCaffrey over Brock Purdy? I would. I don't know how. I don't know what other people but would, Heisman, but yeah. It's the Heisman of the NFL. I mean, that, that's what it is. It's yeah, quarterbacks quarterback are at the 50-yard line, and then I mean, everyone else is 50 yards behind them. We can call it what it is, but it, it's really that's what it comes down to. So, look. I think, and I think quarterbacks do have the highest value, um, even though they might not be the best player on the field. I, I think, to answer your question, I think Lamar has put himself in a position where he can win this award with them winning out or not winning out. It, it, he just can't have a Brock Purdy event uh, mm. on Sunday afternoon. You know, uh, really... But I also think, too, is right in the mix. Yeah, interesting. Evan Washburn here with us. It annoys me, though, and I don't know if you feel this way as well when it comes to Lamar. This guy has been doubted for so many years, and I thought the coverage around him in the draft process, Bill Polian saying changing the position was absolutely laughable, and all this guy has done has had success. I know he hasn't won a Super Bowl. I know he's only won one playoff game, but it's crazy to me how that's like the end-all, be-all when a lot of players that are all-time greats didn't win until later on in their career. I, I can't really find any any flaws right now with Lamar Jackson, but it still feels like there are a contingent of people that don't want to give him his credit and give him his due. Well, I think part of it is is the, the apparatus has changed and how we do this, and we're part of it. And what we're doing right now didn't exist to the degree that it does now when I'm trying to think of a quarterback who took a while to win one or to have success in the postseason. I mean, even Peyton Manning, it, it, yeah. it wasn't built in that way. There were columnists. There was a real strength in newspapers. And, and yes, there was TV. This is in the dark ages. But I, I think to, to this level, the conversation just has so much more power and, and at times vitriol and negativity. But when it comes to Lamar – his, his greatest asset right now, in my opinion, is just how he's elevated this team 
and allowed them to maintain and, as he likes to say, stay locked in through a real challenging year. I mean, they've been dealt their injury blows just like every team. Their schedule has been hellacious. When you look at not just trips to London, but you go through it, and we did some of the games there, and the fact that they – in the games they lost, they shouldn't have lost. I mean, they, they lost them themselves. I wouldn't say they were really beat. So I think that falls on Lamar, and I trust his teammates when they say he's different this year. The numbers are the numbers. They're even not as good as some of his previous seasons. But he's been an absolute alpha leader, and I think he's, he's the reason why they are where they are right now. I don't know if one team has the advantage over the other in what I'm about to ask you, Evan Washburn, who will be on the sideline for Dolphins at the Ravens. So the Ravens had that huge victory last week on Monday night up against the 49ers. The Dolphins had a huge victory up against the Cowboys. If one were to have more of a a letdown and maybe uh, be a little bit hungover in that first half from the euphoria of last week, do you think that's a challenge for, for either one of these teams this weekend? I mean, if, if there was one team to have it, it would be Baltimore, and it's less mental but just more physical. I mean, they played a Monday night game across the country against a rugged opponent. And, yeah, they, they blew them out by all intents and purposes, but that game left an impact physically on that team. Kyle Hamilton, for example, you know, he has his injury. They, they've had guys banged up this week. Zay Flowers kind of working through a calf. So those are just specific, but – Across the board, you talk to the guys in Baltimore, and, and they're sore. They're a day behind in recovery, and that, and that will matter when you have to reprime the engine, if you will, Sunday at 1 Eastern against a Ferrari in the Miami Dolphins. What's your take on uh, Joe Flacco and what he's been able to do with the Cleveland Browns, Evan Washburn? My favorite story in the last, I don't know, maybe 10 years of doing this. And look, I'm biased. I've uh, I went to schools at Delaware with Joe um, and then got a chance to cover him all those years in Baltimore when I was coming up in Baltimore. He's a great guy. I'm so happy for him. The best part about it, Zach, is all the things that people have fallen in love with this year, it's the same guy he was for 11 years in Baltimore, and everybody was questioning whether he was elite and all those things. It's a great example of packaging and story building and when he's a first-round pick and a Super Bowl MVP, expectations completely go through the roof. And when you're coming off your mom's couch and you jump in in whatever it was, week 10 or 11, and then you start playing well, it's, it's completely different. So I'm just happy for him because he's also in, embracing it and enjoying it, which is what you want any of these guys to do. And it's great to see Elite Joe Flacco back, and, and I'll take it a step further. In all likelihood, they'll probably be – the five seed, I think it's a lock that they're going to be playing in the second round of the playoffs. Like whoever wins the AFC South, even if it ends up being uh, Kansas City falling down to the four seed, I think the Browns are, are winning on wild card weekend. Which means a potential divisional round game in Baltimore. Yep. And those NFL script writers deserve, I don't know if they're getting Emmys or Golden Globes. <laughs> I don't think they get Oscars, but uh, that'd be a great, That'd be a great episode for the 2023 season. The Flacco returned to Baltimore as the uh, shining king of Cleveland. And we also could get potentially, you know, not looking too far ahead. How about the Rams with Stafford maybe having to go into Detroit? Imagine we get both of those on division around weekend. I don't know if we're that, are we that uh, worthy, Zach? I'm not sure. <laughs> Wrap it up with Evan Washburn. Um, Kansas City. 
Where's your level of concern? I compared them earlier in the week to Brady's final season uh, in New England, where the record may say one thing, but when you actually watch that team play, it just feels like they're missing it and they don't have a lot of weapons. Yeah, I've, I've heard that. I think that's a decent comp. I, it has Brady vibes. I would don't know if I'd go as negative or as drastic as that final season. There was a season there before the knee injury. Maybe it was 06. I can't remember exactly. I don't have my, my Patriots mm-hmm. season by season in front of me. But there was a season where he was – it was before they brought in Randy and all those guys. Yeah, it was with uh, Doug and, Gabriel and, and Rishi yeah. Caldwell. They got to the AFC Championship game. Yeah, so th- that to me is a more – apt comp more so because I, I just think that where Mahomes is in his career that there's not the external drama that existed with the New England mm-hmm. team that was Brady's last year it, it might end up in terms of result being more in line with what you're saying they, they maybe they lose in, the, in a wild card or, or the divisional but I just it to me it's a transition year in, in Kansas City it feels that way it feels like the shift from the first era of Mahomes and Reed much like with Bill and Tom, to now those those transitional, hopefully for them, it's only this season or a season or two before they're able to influx it with, with new talent offensively. But it's still hard as we sit here, Zach, in Week 17, as, as bad as it's looked, to completely bail on Kansas City. It, it, it's just it's a scary proposition when you think about who Mahomes is, and I know Travis Kelsey hasn't looked like it recently, but I, I, I just I'm slower to bail these days than I probably was as a younger man. Two more for Evan Washburn. I remember sitting next to you last year during the playoffs for one of the Eagles' uh, victories. Uh, that team had great team chemistry. It seems totally different this year. Is this just because they got into a bad losing streak before getting away from that after taking care of the Giants last week, or do you think there's some legitimate team chemistry problems with the Eagles this year? It's funny. I was talking to a player last week, and we were talking about chemistry in the locker room and the bond, and this is a guy who's been in the league for 10 years. He's a pro bowler. And he was like, look, chemistry is good when you're winning. And, yes, that's not to say there aren't strong bonds that obviously need to exist and at times thrive during hardship. So I don't know if, and I'm not living that beat every day in Philly, and it's a different beat, Mm -hmm. as we know, on so many fronts. Similar to Kansas City, I I still think there's a team in there that can get right and, and go on a run. It almost feels like sometimes these Super Bowl teams and teams that do find themselves in that final game or final couple weeks have that that bump in the road, and maybe it's a three-game stretch. Maybe it's a four-game stretch. That's why I thought San Francisco's loss on Monday night to Baltimore, while disappointing for them, maybe the best thing that happens to them. I still have so much uh, invested in terms of what I believe that team can be. So, similarly, probably not to the level of San Francisco. That's how I feel about Philly. And then finally, Evan Washburn, Lions and Cowboys coming up uh, tomorrow evening at 8.15 p.m. Eastern uh, this Cowboys team, we know the Lions have already won the division championship. When you look at Dallas, now, earlier in the year, I, some people thought maybe they were going to be a little bit different. They, they found a way to get a big victory up against the Eagles. And then last week, even when Dak gets the ball in the end zone, then their defense crumbles at the end up against Miami. Uh, what do you make of the Cowboys as they enter their final two weeks of the regular season? Look, until they, and it starts Saturday to some degree, but that, that won't put it to bed. It, it's, it's about kind of creating that edge and hardening 
much like what Baltimore's done and how they've navigated their schedule, you have to kind of win those hard games and those grimy games. And against Miami, they fell short, and they now are gifted in a lot of ways an opportunity to to reset that, whether you call it narrative or just belief from the outside of, of what this team really is. Because they're good, it's really good. But you've got to be able to go into challenging environments. And now that's pretty much a given for them in the postseason and and be able to come out with a win. So it it's it's a tough game for them, but I think it's a really important game to show themselves and then for whatever it's worth, show everybody else that, yeah, I know we, we failed to do it a number of times during the season, but we're, we're figuring out how to do it at the most important time now in week 17. And then one uh, final one for you, actually, Evan Washburn, and then we'll let you run. Uh, Russell Wilson getting a uh, bench this week and basically uh, lining up for an eventual release this off season. How'd you process that one? I can't say it's, it's shocking. It, it's felt like it was heading in that direction really before the season even started. I know the con- contract was the albatross that had to be figured out and probably still will have to be figured out. We had Denver at one point, and, and things were positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was ahead of the loss to Houston, and, and I, I think that it's just it's a, it's a reminder that, and I know Russell had put words to this at one point, no matter how high you get, that inevitably there's going to be a fall, and, and Russ has been going through that the last two years. Thankfully, his bank account doesn't suffer the same up and ups and downs, and to me, what's more interesting at this point is what does he do? Because much like guys like Cam Newton or, I mean, Tim Tebow is a tough comp player status by any means, but, like, I just don't see Russ as up anywhere. So it makes your options limited. Uh, so it'll be fascinating to see how that all plays out uh, once the, the season ends. Yeah, I thought maybe Pittsburgh or, or Atlanta, those are the first two teams that came to mind uh, for me for Russ's next stop. With Joe Flacco, in my opinion for uh, that, that next great uh, bridge quarterback opportunity because my man's played himself into, into a spot. <laughs> How about that? Evan Washburn, enjoy the game this weekend. You guys have a great one. Thanks so much for doing this. You got it, buddy. All right, he's streaming the NFL and Westwood One for free, sponsored by AutoZone all season long. You can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL Live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get in the zone, AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Here is Dexter Henry. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Zach's taking on the most polarizing issues in sports. Which side of the line of scrimmage will he end up on? Offside. Defense number 69. It's Onsides, Offsides with Zach Gelb on CBS Sports Radio. It's time to ask the pros where you, the listener, gets asked us the question. It's brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Simply tweet your question at CBS Sports Radio or at Zach Gelb using the hashtag AskThePros. Be listening later in the show when we might answer your question. You can think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. O'Reilly Auto Parts. All righty, Moist Mike, what do we got cooking today on Onside Offside? Well, I mean, three straight weekends we get a Saturday game, and this is another huge one with the Lions against the Cowboys in Dallas. The possible number one seed in the NFC at stake. I mean, it could be a long shot, but both teams are still in the mix. The Cowboys are six-point favorites despite coming off that loss against the Dolphins. Onside, offside, the Cowboys need this win more than the Lions. Yeah, this is onside. I know that the Lions still have an argument to be made to getting the number one overall seed, but Dallas where they got praise after the Philadelphia game, and then they got obliterated by the Buffalo Bills, and then they thought they were going to get a victory up against Miami. Dak makes the big clutch touchdown pass, and then their defense crumbled. Now we're back on this momentum uh, kind of with the Cowboys and the wave with the Cowboys that the drama Dallas choking Cowboys are back. So they need this win more than the Detroit Lions, and quite frankly, this spread makes absolutely... Zero cents. Five and a half points. The Cowboys are a favorite over the Detroit Lions. Sometimes to win money, you got to be uncomfortable. And I think Vegas is begging you to plus the five and a half points here with Detroit. I actually like Dallas in the game. And I think this game, to answer your question, means more to the Cowboys uh, than it does the Lions. So on sides. Now, while the Lions and Cowboys battle in the NFC, the Dolphins and Ravens meet up in Baltimore for the AFC's top seed. The Ravens are three-and-a-half-point favorites, though Miami's only loss in their last six games came by just one point. Onside, offside, this Dolphins-Ravens match will be an AFC Championship game preview. I'm going to take the field here. Now, I think one of those teams will definitely get there, and I would lean more Baltimore over Miami. Miami could be getting hot at the right time. You maybe don't need to be a great team to get to the Super Bowl this year. Uh, we'll see what the health will be of Jalen Waddle when he comes back for the postseason, but they still have enough there with Tua and Tyreek and Raheem Mostert and Devon Achan as well. But I trust Baltimore more than I, I do Miami, and I've been telling you for the last four weeks, I like Buffalo to go on a run. And I had a future four weeks ago uh, with the Buffalo Bills at plus 1,000, so I'm not going to move the other way on that. They're actually asking, offering me a cash out where I could uh, win $20 off my initial investment. Now, I am not cashing out right now. Um, I am rocking and rolling with the Buffalo Bills. So I think it will be Buffalo going up against Baltimore is what I would say right now. So you say to me, uh, Dolphins and Ravens will be a preview of an AFC championship game in a few weeks. I will go offside. Offside. 
Now, the Saints travel to Tampa for a huge NFC South matchup, and the Bucs will actually clinch the division with the win. Now, Baker was left for dead after bad seasons with the Panthers and the Rams, but he's been rejuvenated with 26 touchdowns to just eight picks. Now, I know you've been very down on Derek Carr. Yeah, I can't stand it. But he's on pace for his fifth straight season with 20 more touchdown passes, and his entire career, he's only had one season under 20 touchdowns. Okay. Uh, 20 touchdowns ain't that tough this, these days in it's the NFL. It's consistent, and he's been good yeah. over a consistently long period of time. Empty stats. Okay. Well, onside, offside, you have more faith in Baker long-term than Derek Carr. Yeah, Derek Carr is on the downside of his career. Derek Carr is starting to get exposed. People are starting to realize that even though the Raiders were a train wreck when Derek Carr was there, and Derek Carr was a great leader for the Raiders, he's just not that good. Now, with all that being said, you know, I I was actually thinking about this game today. I kind of think the Saints are going to win. I do. I don't want to see the Saints win because I don't like their quarterback in Derek Carr. And I think now people are starting to get on that Bucks train. And whenever this year in the NFL, you start to like fall in love with the team, they go down the next week. So I think the sexy pick and the popular pick is going to be Tampa Bay. Uh, part of me does think that the Saints are going to win. And I will pick the Saints to win this game. Now, with all that being said, you have more faith in Baker long-term than Carr? Absolutely. I have more faith in Baker Mayfield. I think he's younger. He hasn't taken that many hits, hasn't suffered as many injuries as Derek Carr has, and also he's going to be back in Tampa Bay next year, and I hope that they find a way to get the de- the job done with Mike Evans. You have Chris Godwin there. You got a good defense, and with the Saints, they're just never healthy, and when you're asking Derek Carr to be a great player, he's not going to be that, so I will take the longer gamble, um, and I think the odds would be better in Derek Carr's favor, but I'll take the, uh, the longer shot here with Baker over uh, Derek Carr. I'll go on sides on that. Now, the Packers and Vikings face off in Minnesota on Sunday night with both teams sharing a 7-8 record and both sitting just one game back of the final playoff spot. What an ugly spot. matchup, too. I know. It's very interesting. Well, it's not that ugly. Yeah, it is. I yeah, mean, Jaron Hall started a game up against Jordan Love. You have two 7-8 football teams. You're taking my next line away. The Vikings send Nick Mullins to the bench and will turn to BYU rookie quarterback Jaron Hall in this crucial game. So, onside, offside, neither the Packers nor the Vikings will make the playoffs. Ooh. That is a good, 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 good question. I know. Because barring a tie, one of these teams are going to win this game. So it sets themselves up for probably one of them to get in. Um, I know right now the Packers would be the 10 and the the Vikings would be the 8. So they'd be on the outside looking in. I'd rather see Seattle get in. I'd rather see the Rams get in as well. And you know the loser of the NFC East is going to get in. You know what? I'm going to say both of these teams end up making the playoffs. And I don't know if it logically makes a whole lot of sense, but I don't I don't really need to see either of these teams uh, in the playoffs. Uh, so I'll go on sides here. All right. Another big game because there's a lot of them this weekend. Yeah, we do. Every single game this weekend has at least one team that is still in the playoff picture. It's the first time in, I think, ever. But I have to double check the stat that that's happened this late in the season. Uh, the Steelers and the Seahawks both are 8-7, and seven, although the Steelers are ninth in the AFC while the Seahawks are 7th and actually in the playoffs. So onside, offside, the Steelers are a better team than Seattle. Uh, no, I, I would go offside there. I think the Steelers have a better defense, but that's only one side of the ball. Offensively, I trust Seattle more than I, I do Pittsburgh, and I trust Pete Carroll a little bit more than I do uh, uh, than Mike Tomlin. I think the Seahawks are, are a better team 
than Seattle. I mean, uh, than uh, the Steelers. And then you look at Pittsburgh. I, I just can't trust it. Like, now we're all going to get excited after one good game with Mason Rudolph. And George Pickens decided to actually play one week where the last week he refused to block. I'll, I'll go uh, uh, Seattle over Pittsburgh. So the Steelers are better than Seattle. I'll go offside. Offside. Now, everyone believes Caleb Williams will be the first quarterback off the board, followed by UNC's Drake May. However, ESPN draft guru Mel Kuyper just threw a third name into the mix for the number one overall pick. Jane Daniels is red hot. And for mm-hmm. people to think that Caleb Williams is the only quarterback that could be QB1 in this draft, they're wrong. Now, yeah. that doesn't mean he won't be. But there's by no means everybody in the league is Caleb Williams is the guy and nobody else can touch him. Uh-uh. That's completely false. Let's it's, eliminate that right now. It, I'm it, hearing Jaden Daniels a lot. It's actually a shame. Sorry. I was trying to cut Mel Kuyper off because the moment he started to talk, I can only think of one thing. It's a shame they got rid of Todd McShay at ESPN. Because every time I hear Mel Kuyper, all I remember is him screaming, Todd, Todd. That's all I hear now whenever he speaks. You could have stopped playing that clip 20 seconds ago. I, I didn't even listen to it because I was just thinking, ta, 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 ta. Well, if you didn't hear it, what he was saying was that Jaden McDaniels is making the rounds as the hot name that could potentially be the number one overall pick, mm-hmm. the Heisman winner from LSU. So onside, offside, you believe Jaden Daniels will be a better NFL quarterback than Caleb Williams. I actually do like Jaden Daniels, and I think he has a lot of potential, and I think he's fit to play football in the year of uh, what would be next year, 2024. And I do think he's getting slept on, but I would still say that Caleb Williams is better. So I would go offside. Offside. But it could end up working out better for Jaden Daniels because he could maybe fall down that draft board a little bit and go to a better destination. And then you're set up for better success. All righty, that is uh, Onside Offside. It is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. By the way, I thought I I had a good parlay last night that I gave out on the show. At like plus 340-something, it was Kareem Hunt, anytime touchdown, uh, Browns money line, and then it was Brees Hall over three and a half receptions. I also, right before the game started, took the Detroit Pistons last night on the money line. It was at like plus 800 or plus 850, and then by like the end of the, I think it was by like like the three minutes into the game, it went down to plus 650, and the game went into overtime. The they Pistons by, almost won. They were up by 21 at one yeah, point. Yeah, no, I was watching. I was at a sports bar last night. I was. I had them put on the game because I was betting on it. But I, I think I'm going to bet the Pistons. I made this declaration last night on the money line until they win a game. Like, they've now lost, what, 27, 28 games? 28 games in a row? I think I'm going to take them on the money line until they end up winning. I'll probably lose a bunch of money. But, hey, when it hits, it will be good. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.